Welcome to Marketing for a Digital World, a podcast series introducing students to a variety of marketing professionals as they share practical career advice, examples, and stories from their careers to help students deepen their understanding of foundational marketing theory and practice. These episodes are hosted by British Columbia Institute of Technology professor Tracy Renzullo and are a key feature within the new interactive textbook of the same name authored by Scott Erickson the Charles A. Dana Professor and Chair of Marketing in the School of Business at Ithaca College. New podcast episodes are available for free each week during the 2022-23 academic year, providing listeners with thought-provoking and movement-enabling content that can be absorbed on the bus, at the gym, or walking between classes. Marketing for a Digital World is produced by Flip Learning, a publisher of exciting new books for undergraduates, authored exclusively by professors who have won major teaching awards. For more information about this new introductory marketing textbook, as well as our other titles, please click the link or go to fliplearning.com. Talk about um, what a product manager does, what that role was like for you starting out as your first position, because product managers play such a key role in marketing organizations. And I want to make sure that our listeners understand what a product manager does, what they're responsible for. Yeah, sure. So a product manager is really responsible for the development of the products um, of an organization. So product managers really own the business strategy behind the product. So both physical products, digital products. So uh, they specify like what are the functional requirements of that product. Um, they define and prioritize a lot of the different development initiatives going on, right? And and so it's really important for the product managers to have a strong understanding of the key stakeholders. So you are in many cases the voice of the customer within the organization and the voice of the prospective customers, right? So you have to have a really good pulse of what they're looking for, what's working, what's not working, what are the new features, what are the bugs in the system, what do you have to prioritize and do when, while also managing the internal stakeholders and the competitor pressure that you have in the organization too. So sometimes you have a competitor come out with a new product release or new feature release. Should you pivot your resources to do the same thing? Uh, was there a missed opportunity there? Or is that not critical to your customers? Is it a differentiator they have that won't align with your current differentiator? So those are all questions a product manager is always thinking through and then informing and helping execute on within the organization. It's interesting when you talk about competitors making changes because I know every marketer knows the value of having a plan, right? Putting together a really great plan and trying to follow that plan. But then you also have to pivot when something happens in the marketplace. So from your perspective, if a competitor comes out with something new, was it a matter of trying to beat the competitor out or do you step back and do more research with your customers? When do you know how to react or when to react to competitive force? It's such a fascinating question right and it's such an important question and there's it really depends on the circumstances and what the level of effort would be for example we as a marketing organization and as a, a product offering have all of these different platform integrations that are always being available to other providers and so we are always evaluating do we want to make our product available in you know, this other platform and this other platform and this other platform. And there's a 
huge lift involved with that. So I think it goes back to that prioritization, right? What else was on your roadmap? And the roadmap is essentially the product development plan that you have and having conversations about if we do this, then that pivots us away from this. And so I find a lot of strength in leading those conversations. Even on the marketing side, we have we're constantly asked to do campaigns that are targeted to this particular segment or this particular segment and that interrupts the national campaign or the calendar of campaigns we already have underway. Should you do it is the better question to ask rather than can you do that? And and if you're going to pivot, what is the impact of some of the other campaigns or what's the impact on the customer experience? So that's really how I like to manage through those questions is talking about what's the impact, what's the end goal, and then what does that pivot us away from if we do do that? And sometimes the answer is, you know, it's worthwhile and sometimes it's not and your original plan is the best way to go, but it's really important to stay reactive and flexible, even if you have a plan, you know, that agile mentality is absolutely critical. And having said that, you also have limited resources. So if you do need to shift, you're taking away from somewhere else. I know I've been involved in campaigns where we've had to pivot and we've had to go back to the numbers to say, okay, if we do this, this is the impact to the bottom line. So did you face those types of decisions where you have to look to see we might lose out revenue in this area and potentially gain here, but you have to balance it out in the end, right? Exactly. Yes. Yep. So there's the impact on the bottom line and then the impact on some of the key indicators to how you're performing towards that bottom line. So, um, you know, we can definitely talk about the, the lead funnel at some point, but if you pivot certain things and get really targeted and you have a lead strategy where you're trying to really engage a new audience, these really focused campaigns are going to reach a much smaller audience and really resonate with that audience. But if you're doing a larger scale campaign and your metrics are higher numbers, those smaller ones will not add up to your monthly goals. So you have to pivot the goals, or you have to pivot the strategy. And that's something that you're always balancing, especially as a team leader, because it's very, um, it can be disruptive to your team as well when they are all set and aligned with the goals and have an execution plan and then you pull them off on something else and they know they're not going to hit the goals that you set for them because of the pivot. And so you have to strategize and adjust accordingly. Obviously, getting customer feedback is important in terms of providing content that they want to know more about. So providing as much value as you can to the customer. So where does the customer feedback process fit into that loop? Yeah, so there's two things that stand out there. So the first is as often as our as we can, we want our content to focus around our current customers. So we do a lot to feature our customers in most of our presentations and webinars, a lot of our blog articles where they are the expert and there's this the, the peer references and relatability that comes from that is really important. So in our content strategy, we have a big emphasis on including the voice of the customer in that. So a lot of success stories and best practices and tips and recommendations from our current customer base. The second piece there is we did create a formal um, a formal customer advocacy group last year. And so that is a group of about 50 of our top 
customers and educators using our product and they have essentially raised their hand and said i want to do whatever i can to highlight and share my experience with reading plus to help other educators in the community or nationwide and we are international so it could be used abroad as well but um, that group of educators helps us inform our product decision making helps us inform our marketing positioning and messaging our thought leadership strategy and is absolutely critical to our content marketing strategy as well. That's great. I think too, in thinking about that, the educational industry, I think would be a lot more cooperative in having a customer advocacy group like that, that was well represented across the country. So if you were not in that, in the educational world and in more of a, a say consumer, more competitive space, it would still be equally important to get customer feedback, right? But it just might have a different form. It might, might not take on this collaborative piece, but there's still opportunities where you really want to ensure that you're understanding where the customer's coming from. So this research concept, you know, I think people think about it as the initial stages when you're developing a product, but the ongoing research that takes place is equally important, especially from what you've described. Absolutely, right? Having customers who are willing to tell you what they like about you and what they don't like about you is really powerful as a resource to any organization. And so whether you're using them in a lot of different marketing pieces or just using them to help have really clear, direct conversation about what they like and what they don't like, it can be such a great asset for an organization. The reason it sits with marketing is because we have a team member full-time, so we pulled them into the marketing team specifically for this role because we wanted to have a very strategic approach to that relationship with those customers from an engagement strategy. So you don't have to have it sit in marketing as formally, and I think that's a little less common, but having a go-to group of customers who are really great at giving you that feedback is a real strong opportunity for any organization. Would you also test new product concepts with that group? So run it by them, do some test work before you launch something to the bigger marketplace? We do, yes. And so we just had that group, for example, inform us of some new content that we we're trying to add to our curriculum. And so we asked them for feedback on our plan and areas that they would like more of. And it was really interesting because we had a plan and they said, well, that's good. We actually like really want X, Y, Z. And so that changed to be a higher priority on our product roadmap as a result of that. So our marketing team can help facilitate that, organize that dialogue and that conversation. But that's where we brought in our head of our content team to have that more roundtable discussion with those customers. So we were a channel for the communication, but uh, you know the representative was a different department and more representative of the product team.